IKEA plans to open four more of its plan and order point with pickup locations in the U.S. this year. According to Retail Dive, these locations enable shoppers to pick up online purchases as well as talk to sales associates and to order products there. IKEA plans to open the new stores in Austin, Texas, the Atlanta metro area, and also two in the Los Angeles region. And all are in addition to at least three plan and order stores with pickups set to open early this year in Annapolis and Gaither Gaithersburg, Maryland. That's shout out to Gaithersburg for their first time appearance on this show. And of course, the always present Haiti, Texas. Manola, this store concept, when you step back from it, is really nothing new. We've seen it before from places like Bonobos, Nordstrom Local, many others as well. Do you think IKEA is taking a different approach and will it work for them better than it has, say, for their predecessors? I mean, listen, it's not a on its surface, right? It's not an innovative concept per se, but I do think it's well suited to the category, right? I think mm -hmm. it's a little bit different if you're going out to buy, you know, uh, a pair of khakis, the immediate gratification of taking it home might be there. There's very little immediate gratification in schlepping a Billy bookcase um, home when you weren't like prepared to do that. So, you know, I, I think the that makes sense, you know, kind of have the interaction, then either get it delivered or come pick it up at a time where you're, you know, kind of prepared to, to go ahead and do that. Um, and I think they've also done, they've had good progress in their kind of online ecosystem, which was frankly lacking when the pandemic hit, you know, those like $150 delivery fees made no sense with the, with the price structure of the of their product line. Uh, now they've made a lot of progress where you can get that bookcase delivered for 30 bucks, 50 bucks if you want it delivered tomorrow when you're in your home, right? So I, I think they're kind of piecing together uh, uh, an experience that makes sense for the type of product that they're um, that, that they're selling. And it doesn't feel over-engineered. It doesn't feel like innovation for the sake of innovation, right? If no. a simple concept works, and they can execute it. I think it, it, you know, it's to their to their benefit and lets them tap into, you know, a, a new set of of consumers potentially. Yeah, that's a great point. It's a, it's a smart way to test and learn. Yeah, ultimately at the end of the day, that's a really interesting point. And what do you think? Uh, I want to know. I want anyone to respond with who enjoys going to IKEA and it, it, that it is not a challenge to get there. Like you have to plan that. It is not close. If you live in an urban environment, you are renting a car, you are borrowing somebody's car, you have to drive it, get it stuff, bring it back, order de or organize delivery, all these things. Like with only 52 locations in the US, IKEA is not an easy shopping experience for a lot of people. And I think this opportunity with these stores gives the retailer more exposure and it will be entered into the consideration set for more audiences. Again, stealing some share from Wayfair, you have lower prices that they're doing across the board, which makes it more competitive in that consideration set. Plus, it eliminates every one of the barriers to ordering online. Before, it's like, okay, am I going to order this thing from Ikea? It's less expensive. It, I can have it shipped to my house. But if it doesn't work, then what do I do? Then how do I get it back? Now you have returns and pickup in a convenient location that's closer to consumers' homes. You are booking a time with somebody. Like, we haven't touched on... The fact that, you know, you actually get to book a time with an Ikea expert in this, in these places where you're, they're taking you through the maze of Ikea that I might not want. Like it's overwhelming to me. So now I have that opportunity. And the last point that I'll made is that I think 
$50, even though they're bringing it down, like Manolo is taking $50 for delivery when you're an Ikea customer is still a lot of money for mm -hmm. a lot of people. So I think that the idea that I can now pick this up and it, there's no charge to me for picking this up and still getting access to those products is brilliant. I named Ikea my retailer of the year last year. I think they're, they're continuing on that trend. Yeah. I'm going to see, I, I'm, I'm conflicted on this one. I'm, I'm conflicted on this one. Anna. And we've talked about this a lot. Like yeah. the thing, the thing, cause I disagree with you on what you're saying. Yes. The Ikea experience is not something that people want to do, but it's very efficient for the job you have to get done. And so that's why you go out there, you spend the time, you go to this mega store, you can get everything you need to furnish your house in one trip. If you that can bring is, it back to your house. Well, you, but you can also have it shipped from the location too. Like that's if you part of pay. it. Yeah. If you want to, yes. Or you, yes. Right. So that is still a valuable, but you still can see the whole thing. You can see the full offering. That's the thing that I think has to be brought in this equation. So because ultimately what you have here is just a store concept, like almost every other furniture store that has ever existed in America, if you get right down to it. So I just wonder if the return on assets is going to be high enough from this versus, you know, is it just a better, more efficient trip for me to get in my car, drive the extra 20 minutes to go to the mega store, wherever I happen to have it and do my shopping there? I don't know. For those reasons, I'm skeptical. I agree with, with Manola though, that it's a smart thing to test, to prove wrong but there's a lot of things that have to be true for it to work i think but but michael what do you think here and then i'll give Anne the last word because she's dying to say something in retort to me i can tell already two things the first in response to Anne's question of what motivates you i mean a lot of the motivation is the swedish meatballs there right i mean that's kind of part of the reason you go to ikea you speaking from experience michael <laughs> yes so it's it is definitely a a I think it's both cumbersome and efficient to shop mm -hmm. at Ikea. Mm -hmm. I actually love their expansion. I think what they're doing is super smart strategically in, in getting into this plan and order business. However, I've got a huge asterisk with Ikea. And for me, it's a little uh, controversial, but it comes down to their products. I know it's it's more opening price to mid price, but I do think the longevity of their product is terrible. And I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that A, complain about putting things together, and then B, complain about the longevity and the quality of the product over time, that it's, it's not great. So I think as they continue to expand, that is really the main asterisk in their success. I think they're doing the right thing, but it all comes down to product. If you have a good product, you're going to have a great business. If you don't have a good product, you're going to have the opposite of what great is. And at what point do they start to expand out, saturate themselves in the market, and then have a lot of people start saying, well, okay, IP is just okay product. And does that ever come back to harm their growth? Mm -hmm. Which is also why Wafer had a tremendous opportunity that they've just not capitalized on too. When you think about it from that context, but but and I mean, and your point is that there that there's still a big awareness play or a big availability play here for IKEA. So let's give you the last word and then take us into headline five. Yeah, I think the the only thing I would say is that Chris, your point is valid in that you're going for the single day trip. I think Michael's point's valid about it's the quality is maybe not not not. Uh, durability, but I think you need to really think about the op where the opportunity lies with the next generation and with that entry point consumer who aren't going 
they, they don't want to go on that Ikea trip. And now they have the opportunity to get in for some of the smaller items again, that they didn't have before. So I think that you're looking at stealing share from places like home goods from some of the other, yeah, you know, like other, other easy, accessible discount furniture places they're going to start to steal share because the experience of shopping that retailer is changing, which is what Ikea needs to do in the strategy they need to have to capture that next generation of audience. Yeah. 